What's poppin' fam? Welcome to Don't Touch My Mindset, a podcast that is designed to uplift, inspire, and motivate you, and most importantly, share tools to help you protect that mindset. Welcome. Hello, I'm your host, Jay Chase. And I'm so inspired to be here. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you guys so much for rocking with me. Last week was amazing, first and foremost. Um, The launch, just super successful, in my opinion. Thank you, guys. Um, I believe that protecting your mindset, a positive mindset, all starts with your ability to love. Your ability to love yourself, your ability to love others, to overlook injustices, to forgive and accept others. So this week, we're going to talk about love, self-love to be exact, and how to express that, how to express that outwardly so other people feel that. A lot of this is inspired by Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Mastery of Love. I read it right after I read The Four Agreements, Um, so I felt like I had to do an episode on that one as well. Um, But, of course, this episode will not do that book justice on everything that it taught me. Definitely suggest going to go pick it up as well because I am just here to provide the tools to help you protect your mindset. And I'm no doctor. I'm no guru. I don't even got a college degree. I'm just a guy who's been through a lot of shit. And I hope that my story and my perspective can help somebody else get through some hard shit that they're going through. I want to provide those tools. I want to let you know that protecting your energy and protecting your mindset is not a crime because I thought it was for so many years. I thought it was normal for people to come around and drain you of your energy, and that's okay. You give them everything you have so they can recharge, so you can take care of them, and that's not okay. That's not normal. It's not a crime to say no or protect yourself from draining situations. I believed it was. Until I learned how to love myself. So that's why I'm so excited to share this with you guys. Um, So let's dive into it. Let's go. This book also showed me how to heal deep emotional wounds within myself that I was projecting onto others, that I was projecting out into the world. Um, But deeper than that, it made me realize that people only see the version of us that we want them to see. He touches on that in a way of the world has domesticated us. It takes this image of perfection that sets the standard, sets the bar, and we lower our self-worth because we don't meet that image of perfection. That essentially equals self-rejection, and we don't love ourselves. We are denying ourselves happiness because of the expectations that the world and society has put on us. Ever since we were like two or three, it's not even in our modern day life, we grew up with these wounds. We grew up with this image of perfection thinking that we had to be a certain way, thinking that we had to portray ourselves as a certain way in certain situations. We hunt for love and acceptance within other people and validation. And we're extremely hard on ourselves because we don't meet that image of perfection. Do you see how that creates suffering? It made me see how it created suffering in my life. And it it almost put a spotlight on why I was behaving the way that I was behaving before I got sober. And that stemmed from deep emotional pain from when I was a child, but translated to I didn't love myself. 
I hated who I was. I didn't know how to love myself. I didn't know how to love. I didn't know how to give back. And that created an identity problem for me. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know my authentic self. By this point, I've created so many different versions of myself to interact with other people in situations that I didn't know who my true self was. And I think that we all have created different versions of ourselves that define how we see people and react to other people, depending on who we are around and the circumstances we're in. We project different versions of ourselves to help us deal and communicate with those people that we're around or those situations that we're in. And the crazy thing is that we can use this in a bad way or a good way. The positive way to use this is that that thought process allows us to be a better person or a better version of ourselves, regardless of who is around us or what situation we're in. And that is beautiful. So how do we master this mindset? How do we become a better version of ourselves, regardless of who is around us or what is going on around us? We have to first master awareness. We have to learn how to recognize negative emotions, wounded emotions, trigger words as they come up. We, we got to learn that awareness that, hey, this doesn't sit well with me. What do I do from here? Whether that's in the workplace or if that's a conversation with friends, if that's in relationships with your significant others. And we have to master how we react and what we project to them. And that all depends on the choices that we make. We can choose between positive or negative emotions. And what we practice is what we're going to make permanent. And we know how we're supposed to act when we're angry, when we're jealous, when we're being toxic, whatever it may be. Because that's what we saw growing up. That's what we see in the world every single day. We know how we're supposed to act when we're angry or when we're jealous or when we have an assumption. We, we know how we're supposed to act. But why is it so foreign to pour love into every situation that we're in? Why don't we know how to act when someone says, I love you? When someone says, I care for you? Or I want to love you? Because we don't love ourselves. At least that's what it was for me. I couldn't receive love. Why is it so hard to choose the good behaviors in those situations? Why is it so hard to master love? Because love can't be mastered. Cool, yeah, I'm not talking about actually taming it, but... Why is it so hard to master love in those situations when we have to choose the good emotions or the bad emotions, when we're aware that something has hurt us? Why is it so hard to master love then? We barely tap into love because of our past traumas, because of our past hurts, because of our emotional wounds that we don't want anybody to touch. That's so sensitive. By, by, by nature, humans are sensitive. We think nobody's pain is as bad as ours. You can't understand my pain, so you don't get it. My pain's worse than yours. No, we all feel pain. There ain't no different on it. And that thought process that no one will understand my pain translates into us being stuck in cycles. And that stunts our growth. Because fear, pain, and trauma are the enemy to growth. And if you're too scared to step outside of your comfort zone, you won't grow. If you're scared to step into discomfort, you're scared to look at challenging things, you're scared to attempt to heal your past trauma and pain, you will not grow. So where does this protection of pain come from? 
I believe it stems from the loss of our innocence when we were a child and the punishment that we put on ourselves for not being perfect. So I believe that perfection is not a term that a child would naturally put meaning to. As children, we didn't care how the world viewed us or how the people in the world viewed us. We were just there. We were just here. We were just running around trying to expend our energy. The only thing that we cared about was how fast could we run. And the relationships with our parents, siblings, other adults in our lives taught us that the world did want something from us, that the world does view us in a certain way, and we have to present ourselves in this image or this expectation that society has. That diminishes the child's love tank. And this starts from when we were four, five, maybe even as young as three. Because of these relationships that we have in our lives, we see how we are rewarded and punished, and we try to live up to the expectations to get the reward. If we're good, we get straight A's, we get a candy bar, whatever it may be. But that is not the correct way to show love. Because in actuality, love is not based on expectations or obligations. We are supposed to love the things that we love for what they are. As simple as that. That is it. Love is respect, responsibility, and if you truly love someone, you will never shy away from the responsibilities that that relationship has placed on you. Love is unconditional, unconditional, meaning without conditions, no expectations or obligations, no matter if that comes from your family, your partner, your work. If you love what you do, there should be no conditions to that. You should love every aspect of your job if you love what you do. Me, I sell cars. I love it. I have for eight years. I love the process of selling cars. I don't just love the instant gratification of sold, congratulations, you bought a car. I love the entire process of, hi, I'm Jay. Welcome. What brings you in today? You have to identify your strength and your flaws and accept them unconditionally. So what I'm coming to is that when looking at yourself, taking away the expectations and obligations that society has placed on us, the way that we have been shown love throughout our past lives, we have to carry our own weight because nobody else is going to carry it for us. And that goes for any relationship that we are in. Because if we don't, then we seep out emotional pain into that relationship and we destroy it. Because we don't love ourselves. We don't know how to process our own baggage. We don't know how to process our own pain or trauma. We infect our partners. We infect our loved ones, the people around us. Because we don't know how to love ourselves. We don't know how to heal ourselves. Told you, this shit's getting deep. So once we learn to love and respect ourselves, it becomes very, very, very difficult to settle for anything less. We become aware, we transform, and we love. Meaning, we recognize our emotions, whether they're good or bad. We transform them into what we want them to be because we have the power to create with our words. Shout out for agreements. And we transform that into love for ourselves. And once we love ourselves, we don't need to have it. We want it. We want it from other people. Love thrives in want, not need. 
wanting to love someone versus needing to love someone. When we need to love someone, that's coming out of a survival mode, grasping fear of losing someone. We, we need their love to feel validated. We need their love to feel important. That's not it. Wanting to love someone, we do it fearlessly and fully and intentionally. We fully engage with this person, loving them with every aspect of our heart and our body and our mind and our soul. Because we want to. Man, this book does an amazing job at helping me realize the love within myself through this analogy that he calls the magical kitchen. Um, I have clinged on to this idea or this analogy or this tool since I've read this book. It helps me remember why I don't need other people's validation. It helps me remember why I need to love myself. And I mean, you just need to go pick up this book. It's awesome. But imagine in your home, you had a magical kitchen. And in this magical kitchen, you could create any amazing tasting dish for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, whatever you wanted, any food at your fingertips, because your kitchen's magical. You can have whatever you want with it. And you want pizza, you got pizza. You want spaghetti, you got spaghetti. You want anything. It's going to be the best quality from the best places, always popping up right there in your home anytime you want it. So imagine you're preparing a magical pizza for the night and you're so excited to eat it and somebody rings your doorbell. It's a guy with a pizza or somebody with a pizza. And this person says to you, hey, I'll share my pizza with you if you let me control your life. And you're like, "Mm, no. One, I don't want you to control my life for pizza that I can have in my own kitchen, if not probably better than yours because I got a magical kitchen that I can get pizza from anywhere in the world. But I'll give you my pizza if I can control your life. You would laugh at this person who's trying to give you this pizza and shut the door and go back to your magical kitchen and eat the magical pizza. Now imagine if you didn't have that magical kitchen. Imagine if this person showed up and you're starving. You don't have food prepared, you don't have the best pizza in the world sitting at your fingertips, but this person has a pizza, and they'll give a slice to you if you do what they say, if you let them control your life, if you let them put expectations and obligations on you in exchange for this pizza. So yeah, you do it for a night, you get fed, but then the next night, the pizza comes again. And the next night the pizza comes again. And then it becomes a routine. Where you're depending on this person to bring you your pizza. And then the thoughts start. I hope they're not late. Oh, am I going to hear the doorbell ring? Where's my pizza? I hope they didn't give my pizza to someone else. What do I need to do more to get my pizza? You see how you go into a downward spiral there? When depending on other people to bring you your pizza or your love? With your magical kitchen and your heart, your home, you can 
create as much love as you need within yourself and you don't need anybody to bring it or depend on that. But if you don't have that love inside yourself, you're going to look for it within other people. You're going to hope that somebody shows up at your door with some love for you to have and all they got to do is tell you what to do for it. I really hope this helped you. I really hope this sparked interest in examining yourself and how you love what you're still suffering from. I hope that this has broadened your view on emotional poison. And most importantly, I hope that you can put this in your mental health toolkit and fight back when you feel like you need some outside validation, when you feel like you're searching for love. You can look with inside yourself and know that you got it. This has been fun. This has been deep. This has been meaningful. Thank you so much for rocking with me. Keep rocking with me. Come back every Wednesday for a new mindset. Um, This is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Um, Thank you so much. Remember to stay focused, stay inspired, and please, please, Don't let anyone touch your mindset.